Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Yesterday I talked about the wisdom of Solomon, and I want to continue uh, in a, about Solomon, but it, a few chapters down in First Kings, First Kings uh, chapter eight. I'm going to share uh, about Solomon's prayer, and I, I think it's uh, it's good to listen to who he was, not only in wisdom, but who he had was with God and what he did in seeking God. And I think if we as people could seek God and we would see greater things take place in our lives, our Heavenly Father, open our hearts and our minds to your truth. Lord, may it not be words from Tom. Lord, may it be words from the Holy Bible that change our lives. And Lord, may we see the power of Almighty God. God, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of the lack of standing up for righteousness, standing up for holiness, standing up for what is good and pure in your sight. Oh, God, get a hold of our hearts. Lord, may there be revival in each of our churches. Lord, may the churches of the Treasure Valley just grow incredibly, and the Spirit of God would move incredibly. Thank you, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The other day I was talking to my friend Ben Turner. He is a pastor of the Five Mile Nazarene Church over here, not far from the radio station. And Ben and I have become uh, friends, and uh, we have the same heart, and that is to lead people to Jesus. He's got some great things going on over there. He has. They have started a Swahili service uh, during the same time in another location as their regular service at Five Mile Nazarene. And it's already grown from, I think, 20 to like 50 Swahili people. And, and it's uh, Swahili-speaking people. And he is so excited about what God is doing in that church. And so if you guys know any Swahili people that need a home church, check out Five Mile Nazarene. And it is between Overland and Victory on Five Mile. And uh, send them to the Swahili. Healy Church, or have them call uh, Pastor Ben over there, because, man, I'm excited about that. More people growing the Lord, more people changing. It just, it's so cool just to see uh, see things happening. And I was able to go to lunch with the Meridian Lunch uh, uh, Ministerial Assembly this week. Pastor Al and I went and had a great time talking to them, and just the different pastors, they got some great things going on. Their hearts their hearts are huge, and uh, I just want you to support good Bible-believing churches all over the Treasure Valley, wherever you might be, whether it's in Caldwell, you know, whether it's in Napa, uh, Boise, Amet Meridian, you know, over in, in CUNA. CUNA has some good churches, too. My my friend Stan Johnson, he pastors over at the—I can't remember. It might be called Life Center. It's right across the street from— uh, CUNA High School, but they were going to build a new building, and, and I'm telling you what, their church has grown. It's a dynamic church, and there are some other churches over there that are doing really, really well. God is in the center. So I just, you know what? I just want people to plug in, plug in. Let's let's grow in the Lord, and let's start winning people to Christ. So anyway, that's kind of Solomon's hope in life, and not to Christ, because uh, Jesus wasn't there at that sp- at this point, but he loved God so dearly. And here's Solomon's prayer in uh, chapter verse 22 of chapter 8 of 1 Kings. It said, Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel, and spread out his hands towards heaven. That kind of reminded me of my dad. My dad would stand up, and he'd just lift both hands to heaven and pray, and he'd just weep. He would just weep and pray. I mean, you knew he was in touch with God. People that knew him knew that he was very in touch with the Lord. And, of course, growing up, we all seen it every day of our lives in our house. 
And anyway, it goes on 23. And he said, O Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath, who art keeping covenant and showing loving kindness to thy servants who walk before thee with all their heart, who has kept thy servant by Father David, that which thou hast promised him. Indeed, thou hast spoken with thy mouth and hast fulfilled it with thy hand in this day. Now, therefore, O Lord, the God of Israel, keep with thy servant David, my father, that which thou hast promised him, saying, You shall not lack a man to sit on the throne of Israel, if only your sons take heed to their way to walk before me as you have walked. Isn't that interesting? You know, things will go well. Things are going to be online if the leaders that are going to take David's place, like Solomon, will take heed to the things of God and allow God to lead. See, the greatest mistake in our lives is not allowing God to leave. You know, we all have decisions to make in life. I've had huge decisions over the years. The first one came when I was 23 years old when I started coaching Legion Baseball. And I had a great opportunity, and God opened it up because I had ran the Little League and the, and the uh, Babe Ruth. I'd run a whole bunch of leagues, and I got an opportunity to coach kids that were not too much off my age. And, man, I had a, some great team. I'm looking forward to the future. But that's when I got a call from Vancouver, Washington, and asked me if I'd be interested in coming and, and working in youth ministry in this large church in Vancouver. And uh, it was a hard decision because I'd finally made it to where I wanted a young man, 23 years old and able to coach like, you know, the team that I was going to have was going to be great. In fact, they went on to be great. They ended up winning 35 games that summer. But it took a whole week. I prayed diligently about it. Selfishly, I wanted to stay. But God led in such a miraculous way that it moved me to Vancouver, Washington. And I had a friend that took over the the team, and uh, I started my career in ministry in a powerful and mighty way in a church that had grown uh, from 600 to 1,200 in about three years, and a church that had a pastor that was one of the most sought-after Church of God pastors in Church of God, probably the greatest speaker I've ever listened to in my life. His name was Gerald Marvel, and he just amazing. He People came to that church to hear him speak. They literally came to that church to hear him speak. And he, he, he was away about 13 weeks a year on speaking engagements because of that. But that was a huge growing time. That changed my life. That changed my life. I made a lot of mistakes earlier in, in life, and I worked with youth and this and that, but I, I just I hadn't had the education. I didn't know every, If I knew everything that I know today and what I learned in the next two years, uh, we, it would have been, oh, it would have been great. But, you know, you learn by mistakes, and you move forward. You do the best you can in life. and and uh, But that was, a, that was a big decision. And then the next, well, then there are several big decisions inside there. One was marrying my wife, which was the best decision ever. And God opened that door up miraculously in a wonderful way. And then after being nine years in Vancouver and God to take us to a little church in Boise, Idaho, you know, my friends and colleagues, many people said, oh, I wouldn't do that. You're starting from scratch because there was only 50 or 60 people that attended the church because they had some big falling out. And and um, so I thought, man, why would I do that? Why did I go backwards? Because I had 100, 110 singles I was uh, ministering to in Vancouver, and, and I was well taken care of financially and everything else. And to come here and to live on faith, but God showed his hand in a powerful way that my wife and I 
got up and we left and came to Boise, Idaho. And it was the greatest thing we ever did. But we wondered for a while, what have we done? What have we done? It's like in your occupation, you go in reverse. You know, you, you want to kind of climb somewhere. Well, this was like going way back. And uh, but God, in his timing, you know, he lifted us up and he took care of us and our needs were met. And God has uh built us a wonderful church and now i get to be pastor allen's assistant and help him as he takes the church to a new level but you know we just want to love god so dearly but solomon that was his heart he wanted people to know the importance of following god and listen to god and he was concerned about the future and who's going to lead it then he goes on to say Yet I have yet have regard to the prayer of thy servant and to the supplication, O Lord my God, to listen and to cry and to the prayer which thy servant prays before thee today, that thine eyes may be open toward this house night and day, toward the place of which thou hast said, My name shall be there to listen to the prayer which thy servant shall pray toward this place. Praying towards with God, praying from the church, the importance of the body of Christ. The church is important. I tell you, folks, get involved in a church. Don't use the excuse, I can watch at home now. Get involved in a church and do something for the kingdom of God. He has a plan for you. If a man sins against his neighbor, and this and this is Solomon talking, if a man sins against his neighbor and is made to take an oath, and he comes and takes an oath before thine altar in this house, then hear thou in heaven, and act and judge thy servants, condemning the wicked by bringing his way on his own head, and justifying the righteous by giving him according to his righteousness." When thy people Israel are defeated before an enemy because they have sinned against thee, if they turn to thee again and confess thy name and pray and make supplication to thee in this house, then hear thou in heaven and forgive the sin of the people of Israel and bring them back to the land which thou didst give to their fathers. Okay, I'm going to kind of stop with that and talk about it for a minute because I think this is very important as he talks about, you know, Israel and he uses that as an example that people that turn against God. I think of America. I think of years ago how much more godly we were, and so many people have turned. But he says here, Solomon says here, that God, if we turn back to God, he will restore us. If America turns back to God, he will restore us. If Boise and Meridian and Caldwell and Napa and all the surrounding cities Turn back to God. God will restore us. That's one reason we brought the harvest to Boise, the Harvest Festival with Greg Laurie. It was awesome. I was part of that committee, and I loved being a part of that committee. I got to know about 15 pastors that I didn't really know before, and every one of them's heart was so huge to try to get people excited about the things of God, and it worked. It worked. 21,500 people came to listen to Greg Glory and to listen to his pure message on knowing Jesus Christ and to motivate people to get involved and to stand firm in the power of God. Solomon did this. Solomon was blessed. And remember, all the people under him were blessed. People of God, let you and I be the best leaders we can be. Let's stand firm in the power of God. Let's take seriously the call of God on our lives, and let's respond. God will lead you. God loves you, and God's going to bless you. Have a great day. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.